재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 It is time for Must Read Korean Book. Joining us today is Chang Yeo-jung. Yeo-jung is a translator based in Seoul. Morning, Yeo-jung. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> Good to see you again. <laughs> so what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, I'm slowly starting my new year. Mm-hmm. My new year is a welcome routine, I would say. Okay. You know, cleaning the house. Oh, yeah, You're yeah, yeah. Cleaning yeah. your closet uh-huh. and then your desk and then uh-huh. every all, other. Mm. Yeah, all the decluttering. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. And you know what? Actually, looking for some organizing tips, I came upon this concept of minimalism. Have you uh-huh. heard about it? I think it's it's the uh, the idea that uh, that's related to the Marie Kondo way yep. of decluttering. Correct. Yes, correct. yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. It became best-selling book. Oh, yeah, it? definitely, mm. definitely. She's, she's all the rage these days, yeah. Mm. Are you a pro-minimalist? Well, because I move around so much, I would say I definitely am pro-minimalist because every time I move, of course, I have to go through the very painful process of going through all of my things and, and looking at every single one and going, am I going to miss you in a year? Mm-hmm. So so instead of like doing that after I have purchased and bonded with the object, you know, I might as well do that. While I'm at the store. So, like, I'm at the store, I'm trying to buy things, and I'm like, am I going to need you in a year? Mm. And if the answer is no, then I don't buy it. <laughs> so, you're kind of pro-minimalist. Then. Yes, in a very harrowing way, yes. Oh, well, I, I don't think I would ever become a minimalist. I, I just I cannot resist the temptation to buy cute magnets. Oh, and, mag- and books. magnets are the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at any rate, it seems like minimalism has become some sort of lifestyle. Uh-huh. And while just following up the trend, mm-hmm. I just thought this book. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm not very sure whether I can compare a literary style with home minimalism. Uh-huh. But today's author and her novel is kind of like minimalism, I thought. Uh-huh, right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, I can see how um, you could have, you might have thought of Hwang Jong-un um, when you were thinking about decluttering, decluttering or minimalism because mm. she is very, very economical with her words. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today's author is Hwang Jong-un and I'm going to share her book called 100 Shadows. Excellent. <laughs> so before we talk about 100 Shadows, can you tell, about, tell us about the author? Mm-hmm. Huang Zhang is uh, one of the most critically acclaimed and beloved young writers over mm-hmm. recent years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has been quite big. She was born <laughs> in Seoul. <laughs> she was born in Seoul in 1976. Mm-hmm. She debuted as a writer in 2005 when her story "Mother" won a literary award hosted by the Gyeongyang Shimun newspaper. Well, that's the standard pattern. Right, and right. the surest way to become a professional novelist in the Korean literary world. Yes, it's the oh. Shinshin mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. And over the past 10 or so years, she has published three story collections and three novels. Mm. So she's, like you said, quite popular these days. Mm. And she is also involved in the literary community in other capacities as well, mm. besides being a writer. Mm-hmm. She's keen on other literary activities. Um, she was a presenter for many years of book podcasts. Mm-hmm. So as a side note, there have been some some of the writers who spoke in front of a microphone. Right, right. Uh, Kim Young-ah did, Kim Jung-hyuk did. Mm-hmm. Um 
I guess there are some people out there who want to talk about books and literature too, just mm-hmm. like us. Yeah, I mean, it's really nice to um, to do podcasts. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to brag, but you know, <laughs> we're doing really important work. Are you sure that you're here. not bragging? <laughs> Yeah, but I think a uh, book podcasts are really good to listen to when you're on commute, and if you if you want to check mm. out a book and you want to see like what the book is about, but you don't want right. to like go somewhere and read reviews about mm. books, you can always listen to a podcast. Right. So, right. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, they are they are our kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah, and back to Hwang Jung Eun, um, she's not only a writer and a podcast host; mm-hmm. she's also an activist. Oh, I didn't know that. She, mm, she wrote an essay about the Seoul ferry tragedy. In 2014, mm-hmm. and earlier in 2009, she co-signed a writer's protest statement against mm-hmm. the then government's abuse of authority in the Yongsan Fire tragedy that year. Mm. Can you tell us about the Yongsan Fire tragedy for listeners who may not be familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fire during a protest. So residents of an old apartment block in Yongsangu district were protesting the um, insufficient compensation they were forced to accept from, of course, property developers and the city government. Mm-hmm. And they were protesting being forcibly relocated. They occupied a building in Yongsan that was set to be demolished. Uh, police moved in, of course. A fire broke out. Five people were killed and more than 20 were injured. Mm-hmm. And this incident had a very profound effect on Hwang Jung-un. I think the tragedy triggered a transition in the writer's literary career. Mm-hmm. And that's what people say. Uh, the author herself as well has said in an interview that she used to write because it was fun. And now, however she had more concern and worries exactly because she's a writer mm-hmm. her works used to be more used to be categorized as surrealism or fantasy but then she started to explore the ways in which society ignores the pain of its individuals mm-hmm. so the first result of this shift i think is today's book 100 shadows mm-hmm. so let's get into this um this can you tell us about the basic premise of 100 Shadows? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 100 Shadows is set in an electronics market in the city center, mm-hmm. which is set to be demolished because of the city government's urban rede- redevelopment plans. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the real model of the market is the Seonsanga, the old electronics market in Jongno. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like in the past, uh, that's where people went when they wanted mm. to get a computer. Like, right? Yeah, if you wanted to buy the the monitors mm. and the CPU separately, mm. that's where people went before they uh, have this Yongsan big electronic right, markets. Right, I've right, heard, right, but right, right. nowadays Yongsan market also is going to a little mm. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's in it's in its the decline. Downturn. Yeah, but mm. I I remember I have this very specific memory of going to uh, Seonsanga to find myself a portable radio. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, before CD player, <laughs> before CD players, before uh, well, I had a I had a cassette player, but I wanted mm. uh, a portable radio. So, mm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of radio, even even as a young girl. Oh, now so. your then your dreams come. True. My dreams have come true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, so the Seonsanga actually was going to be 
demolished. Uh-huh. Mm. But then, with a new urban redevelopment de- plan, why I cannot pronounce redevelopment plan? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then it was decided not to demolish the entire structure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. I mean, it's a they it's a very rebuild everything after no. 20 years. Or mm-hmm. There's a lot of history that that happened in Seongsanga. Mm. But anyway, tell us about the characters of 100 Shadows. Eunkyo mm. um, and Muje are the two protagonists. They are uh, working at this soon-to-be-demolished electronics market. Mm-hmm. And they go on a picnic with their co-workers one day. And on the way home, Eunkyo gets lost in the forest. And Eunkyo follows her shadow. Okay. Her shadow. Her mm-hmm. shadows all of a sudden goes by itself. Okay. Wait, so and the shadow leaves Eunkyo mm-hmm. and it goes off on its own and Eunkyo decides to follow, follow the shadow instead of the shadow. other way around. Mm. Okay. And Mude, who finds her, tells her to stop following her shadow mm-hmm. because he knows that if she follows her shadow, she will die. That's how his father died. Oh. That's how their Quark's mother died. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it dun, dun, dun. sort of <laughs> So it sort of sounds like um kind of an epidemic. Like his father died that way, uh, their their coworker's mother died that way, and it also sounds like the shadow is a of. Yeah. It is less epidemic, but I think that people go through at least once in their lifetime. Oh, when the when so it's a it's an experience that that everyone has. Mm. The shadow separates from the I owner. I think so. Oh, and okay. Actually, there is an excerpt in which Inga talks about when her shadow rose and left, tried to leave her. Okay. Mm. My shadow rose. I said, and Mister Yap blinked. He was sitting on a stool holding a probe connected to an oscilloscope. He furrowed his brow under his salt and pepper hair, blinked once, then twice, and asked, So what did you do? I followed it. You followed it. Just a little way. You shouldn't have followed it. I'm not going to any more. That's right, Miss Ria said, touching the probe to the circuit board and peering at the screen. The green line that had been streaming across the palm-sized monitor morphed into an undulating wave. Those shadows, Mr. Ya said, then stared intently at the monitor for some time. Whenever I assumed his thoughts and had drifted, he would reposition the probe. And when I thought he was engrossed in his task, he suddenly came out with those shadows, you know. After a while, more of this abstraction, he finally looked up at me. So how did you feel when you were following the shadow? Pretty good, I said. I couldn't help but follow it, Mr. Yaw nodded, as if to say yes, that's how it is. That's what's scary, you feel like somehow carefree. If you surrender to the shadows pulling at you, so you keep on following it, and that's when it strikes. People turn slow-witted when they are in, in that kind of daze, so it attacks when your wits are slowest of all said, and gently set the probe down on the work table. Wait and see, it'll start growing now. Growing bigger? That's right. And then what happens? It becomes more dense. Gravity or something. So that sounds like um, the the shadow is a metaphor for for depression or some kind of obsession. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, as it turned out, it wasn't only she who's 
shadow had risen. Mm-hmm. One of the co-worker's father went mad after about half of his shadow was ripped off. It was ripped off. Uh, okay. It can be ripped off oh, as wow. well. Okay. And one says he felt his shadow was separated from him when he heard words of blame from his daughter who was mm-hmm. sitting in the U.S. Mm. Um, another sees his shadow rise when he sees his father's death at a construction site. Okay, so it sounds like the there there are certain events that trigger the rise of the shadows. And just going back to the excerpt that you read mm. for us, um, he says that. So he asks mm. her, "What what did it feel like when you were following the shadow?" And she mm. said it was pretty good. Mm. And he says that's what's scary. Mm. Like you feel exactly. light, mm. yeah. Like when you mm. when you surrender. So that kind of sounds like a, a metaphor for sort of like indulging. Mm. Your your um, fears mm-hmm. or or kind of insecurities, mm-hmm. and then you kind of surrender to mm-hmm. it, and it feels good, and then it don't, grows. Don't say it with a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the author has said that shadow in this story indicates frustration, discouragement, mm-hmm. and weakness. Mm-hmm. She said, "Shadow is something that's inevitable in life, mm-hmm. but that once the owner of the shadow gives it a life, it would take control of the person, and could even lead the person to death." Mm-hmm. Here in this novel, by following the shadow thoughtlessly, mm-hmm. and I think everyone has this shadow of their own, mm-hmm. and for me, it would be. Cynicism and maybe jealousy. Mm-hmm. I've never let my shadow of cynicism swallow me. <laughs> never. <laughs> Wait. So, what do you mean by um, following your shadow of cynicism? Like, can you give us an example of you know, you following I mean, your shadow? You try a lot of new things, right? And you have certain expected result, mm-hmm. but when you don't get the result what you wanted, then mm-hmm. you just justify that. Oh, it it it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You you don't really. I don't really need to go for it. It mm-hmm. doesn't worth it. Okay, but that's just like cynicism and like it's mm-hmm. justification, right? It's then like you will never try anything new. Mm, okay, okay, I see what you mean. Is but what, what what do you have? What is your shadow? Well, <laughs> I think uh, my shadow is is self doubt. So like for for example, like when I'm playing a video game on my mm. phone, it's something as as silly as playing a video game, and I just cannot crack this level, and I'm like. <laughs> I am worthless. <laughs> I am terrible at everything. So, like, it, it, it grows. Like, the shadow mm. in the story, it grows and it, like, overshadows everything. So, it starts with something as small right. as a video game and then it spreads to everything else. And I'm like, I am terrible at everything I do. But if you give up, then mm-hmm. you will never crack that level. Right. But, but once you, you crack the level, you will just get all the confidence, self-esteem. And I can yes, it all hinges on that level that I'm trying to crack. Yeah, from video game. <laughs> right, right. That's right. what we were talking about. <laughs> well, uh, well, with the writer's background, by the way, as an activist mm-hmm. who has been keen on major social issues, and the fact that she was inspired to write this novel by the Yongsan fire tragedy, mm. I first imagine this book would be some sort of realistic journalism novel based on research mm-hmm. even though i knew that she was into fantasy she mm-hmm. she was categorized as a f- 
surrealistic mm-hmm. author? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's because um, the, the political writers who came before her, um, people like Kong Ji-young, mm-hmm. um, tend to depict key incidents in more realistic ways. Mm-hmm. But Hwang Jung-un is, of course, trying something new. Mm-hmm. In her own way. Mm-hmm. So the book was much more like a work of beautiful, dreamy, romantic poetry. Mm. Like a beautiful wooden chest made with plain wooden boards but with not a single decoration. Okay. Mm. Eun-gyo and Muja's conversations are the best examples, I think. They develop a relationship. And, you know, couples that recently fall in love tend to speak very loudly. (laughs) (laughs) But these two speak quietly and very calmly. It's like this. I brought an excerpt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Muja says, I like a person whose collarbone is aligned. I see. I do like. Colorbone? You. But my colorbone is not aligned. I can say I like you because I like you even though your colorbone is not aligned. Oh, that is true love. I love you in spite of your your not aligned (laughs) collarbone. I love you as the way you are. (laughs) Exactly. Uh (laughs) Well, um, I'm not very sure of the best way to describe the the fantastical power of her writing Mm -hmm. in this novel. I mean, it's almost magical, I would say. There, There are no lyrical or eloquent soliloquies or conversations it's mostly short questions and short answers like that um just like literary minimalism Mm -hmm. and still they make such a wide and big ripple in the pond of life Mm. so did this book receive decent reviews from critics yeah i guess there might have been some others like me who could have judged the novel before reading it and i read one literary critic who declared he literally declared that he felt like he had to protect his novel from any possible misreading by writing a book review of the novel and he added (laughs) that he wanted to make as many people as possible know and read this novel that is high praise Mm, Mm -hmm. he must have worried that the book would only be seen as a political commentary or criticism Mm -hmm. or that a lot of potential readers might not have the chance to enjoy this beautiful work of art Mm. so i couldn't agree more and i really recommend you to go pick it up Mm -hmm. Mm. and it's available in english under the title 100 shadows right (laughs) luckily for our listeners who are less than fully fluent in korean 100 shadows was published in english in 2016 last year Mm. and is currently available at bookstores that is excellent Mm -hmm. well thank you so much yajang for coming in today thank you for having me coming up next is david's bookmark but first here's foreigner i want to know what love is Little time, a little time to think things over.